Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first ever Impact Bodega podcast, and hopefully many more to come. My name is Jorge Luis Martinez Jr., and we are joined today with Robert Rosello, better known on the internet as Robert Does Wrestling Reviews. So I am happy to be here on the first episode of the Impact Bodega podcast, but I did not came alone. I came in with, with a little bit of a friend. Go ahead. What's up, bro? baby? What's up, baby? It's the chef all day, every day. Queens, New York in the building. Got Robert from Boricua, Atlanta, out of the Puerto Rico. My man Jorge, another New York legend. Yo, gentlemen, whenever you're ready to do it, let's get it in. Let's go, Poppy. Let's do it. So there's a couple of news that we need to talk about before we talk about all the important stuff the Latinos did on Impact Wrestling this week. So first we got Eli Drake. He decided to re-sign with Impact Wrestling. And as far as yes. we know, it's going to be a multi-year contract. So take it away, Jorge. Thoughts on it? Hey, this is a very, this is a very, very good signing by Impact. They've been losing a lot of guys lately. And by keeping Eli Drake in the mix, this will definitely put some seats back on the on the some buzz back in the seats. I hope. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you completely on that because there's only one name of dummies, Eli Drake, and that's left to right. You dummies, get it right. <laughs> <laughs> so another piece of information we got, uh, Garza Garza Junior going to NXT, so best of luck for for him. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on it, Jorge and Chef? Go ahead, I Jorge. Mean, you, you, you jump on that first. I'll, I'll, I'll go second. I mean, I, I hate to see him leave. He's one of the youngest, you know, fastest, brightest Mexican stars out there. You know, that's a blow to the X division and any division in Impact, but... You know, if he does land at NXT, which he does, I wish him the best. Hopefully, he does not get misused and get stuck down there for two, three years. And hopefully, he'll go up the ladder fast. I mean, the thing with, with him going to NXT, I think is a good – well, I'm not saying it's good for, you know, for us Impact fans. But for him, if, if he goes to NXT for a little while, say he does his year there, right? Um with Rockstar Spud taking over 205, and if you look at how um, how there's not a huge talent pool in 205, like, yeah, they got the Leo Rush guy and, you know, uh, Mustafa Ali, who I think is a really good, talented guy. When you bring in guys like Kenny Williams from ICW, and if you start to bring in a guy like Garza Jr., you're looking at 205, with a lot of names that can move the needle for 205 because 205 is Deadsville. That's where you go for your career to end type of thing. And there's, you know, I guess Spud's vision. Listen, he's bringing the homies in. You know what I mean? Take care of you. I got you. Hopefully he goes to 205 and shines. Yeah. I also forgot about to mention this one. Uh, Alberto Patron. Oh my God, Alberto Papa, oh, ¿qué pasa? Yeah. He's getting Por favor, legal. No, Alberto, no. Yeah, 
<laughs> he's getting sued for a, for a karaoke fight that he had oh. about two years ago. So, oh boy, the key, the the rain keeps pouring you on you, bro. What the hell? And this guy is very talented, over as hell. I'm telling you, when you know, he comes here to the island, he's the top dog. And I don't know. I don't think he see himself as big as he actually is inside of the the Latino audience. Go go ahead, uh, Jorge, and then Chef. Well, I'm guessing I'm guessing he's getting sued because he forgot the lyrics to La Bamba. I mean, <laughs> oh, I, I, why no. getting sued for that? You know, come on, give me a break. Now, now, me, I am not a huge Alberto El Patron fan. But he is gifted. He is talented. I would have taken Alberto from 10 years ago than what we had an impact recently, anytime. So, but that's me. You know, I, I, like I said, I, I'm not a big fan of him, but he's done a lot for the Latino culture and he's done a lot for wrestling. You know, it was. It was rough for me because I didn't want to see him. And I was on another podcast and I was like, nah, this guy's a headache. You know, uh, he comes with too much baggage. I, you know, I don't trust this guy. I don't want him an impact. And I remember as soon as he came, I was obviously right there. And um, I fell in love with Alberto Patron by the second night. Like watching him live, I was like, oh, this dude is a fucking star. And I definitely, you know, 10 years ago, you're looking at a super you know, younger El Patron. But to me, I was still looking at a guy who was so talented and so gifted on the microphone. And he came off like a people's champ. He was always running into the crowd. People loved him. Like, yeah, you had your marks that were booing him in the corner or whatever. But like, yo, like. That's me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> he was super talented. He was a big name. And the, the fucked up part is like, he this dude needs help. You know what I mean? Like he's such an amazing talent, but he keeps finding a way to fuck his career up. And it's like, dog, you're so talented. You're such a name. You represent a whole culture. You know what I mean? Like get your mind right, brother. I don't know, man. It, it hurts to see his downfall the way it did. Cause I didn't like him and he made me a believer of him. So I was like, damn, like, I really dig this dude. I'm cheering for him. And then the downfall came so fast. Like, he would have had a really dope impact running. You know, he threw this shit away in the trash himself. Like, he did it to himself. Yeah, and on top of that, uh, Alberto Patron, don't get it twisted. He knows how to fight. He was a former MMA fight. So, obviously, he's going to hurt anyone if he gets into a fight with him. So, um, apparently, the, the guy who is suing him he have to go to the hospital and blah 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 so oh boy yeah. this, this guy he's talented as hell he he's over he's over like it or not he's over but he's wasting his career away throwing everything into the to the trash uh, it, it is sad to see hopefully there there's always a redemption <laughs> no pun intended And he, yeah. <laughs> well, well let, let, let me ask you both guys something. He's like 41 now, right? Yeah. 41. Yeah, he's now? In 40s. I mean, how much time do you think he has left in his tank to but be a wrestler? If, if you, if you, to but if you look at his, if, 
if you look at his training and his body, like, I, you know, obviously when you start getting yeah, older, yeah. you know, we all play sports, you know, your body gets fucked up. But if you look at his, his workout regiments and, and how he takes care of himself, yo, he's still got a shelf life of four more years. But like Robert, like you guys just said, you know, he's mess, he keeps messing it up and keep throwing away the talent. You know, yeah. when when is it gonna be enough is enough and, and fans are just gonna say, you know something, bro, you know, it was good while it lasted, but whatever. I mean, if you look at it, he's not with Lucha, he's not with Impact, he's not with WWE, he's not with ROH, he's not with New Japan. Like, you know, what else really, you know, big name promotions like those, you know what I mean? And he's not linked up with any of them, so he's he's pissed. Is he with Triple no. No. no with Triple A, no, not yet. And, he, and he's supposed to be coming out with them soon. I think in August. One of the big oh, I don't know. Uh, they got coming up. Supposedly they have mentioned that before. Yeah, I, I'm I don't not know. Sure. Let me no? check. Okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll get I think back he again. was supposed to be in the Titanes, the, the Titanes coming up in August. I thought. I have no idea. Yeah, I just. I mean, like, I haven't even seen him in Aralucha. I haven't seen him in MLW, you know, like all these, these, you know, promotions that are coming up or, or that, you know, starting to get that pop, like his name is not being mentioned because of, you know, unfortunately his out of the ring stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I don't it's know, man. Like, yeah, it's you yeah, know, I he, mean, last time we saw him was the WrestleMania weekend um, videos on, on, on YouTube or Twitter. When he's walking around and he no showed uh the Lucha Underground Impact show. Yeah. I mean that's the last, I mean, that's the last time I see him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he he's a party animal, but yeah, it is what it is. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, hopefully he's able to to get his career back on track. I so, hope he does. I mean, honestly, you know, putting my 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 feelings aside, I hope he does get his life together, you know. Yeah. So Yeah, another piece of internet uh, information we need to talk about is El Hijo del Fantasma. He is, for the time being, leaving Impact Wrestling, not doing business with them for the time being. What, what are your thoughts on this, Jorge? Boo. Another, I mean, we, I mean, is there a reason why he mentioned that he wasn't doing business anymore with Impact, or? Nah, he just came out and no. said, You know, I'm gonna take a leave of absence from Impact Wrestling. You know what I mean? Like there was no, he didn't say it was anything bad. He didn't say it with any. You know, it was just a cut and dry. Like you know, I'm not gonna mess with this for a little while. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, hopefully it's nothing bad. Like there's no hard feelings or any broken chain, so he may, might be able to come back. Hopefully that that is just that he's just taking a break. But I know. You know, with Impact making that move to Canada, it, it, it could be affecting some wrestlers wanting to come back and forth from Canada to the States. You know, that, that's a lot of traveling, too. Yeah. You know, Mexico to the States to Canada and then and all those hassles trying to get through the borders. I mean, ho hopefully that's what it is. But I mean, he's definitely going to be missed. Yeah, I, I was suspecting yeah, him yeah. Si since he he got like a match, uh, one of those uh, lucha de apuesta. Those are betting matches that, that is like hair versus, yeah, yeah. versus yeah. hair, 
or mask versus mask. Contra Tejano, right? Contra Tejano. No, he he's wrestling Psycho Clown, uh, Hijo del oh. Fantasma, LA Park, aka La Parca, and Pentagon oh, Jr. All of them are Ooh. involved on the on the on the on that match. So wow. I, I, I will, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I'm. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting him to lose the 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 mask. Uh, Hijo del Fantasma. You think? Yeah, I don't think. You think? Uh, yeah, I don't think it's Pentagon or or La Parca. Oh, oh Pentagon never La Parca, but maybe, maybe uh the the Psycho Clown. Mm, that that might be, but that that, that I think that that's one of the most badass masks around. It is too. <laughs> yeah, but that would be weird with him without the mask. Yeah. I it, it is what it is, but I, I'm thinking he might be the one losing the 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 mask. So uh, speaking about mask, let's let's jump into impact. <laughs> Sammy Callahan unmasking Pentagon Jr. at BCW Ultra, and then there was a challenge for a match that it is gonna be happening at the Slammiversary. Mask versus hair. Pentagon Jr. versus Sammy Callahan, what are your thoughts about this, Jorge? Oh, that's a big boo. I mean, I, I still don't understand this fascination with taking someone's mask off. We've seen this from 30 years ago. Going forward, we've seen it with the NWO and WCW when they threw Rey Mysterio like a dart through a, through a wall. <laughs> <laughs> they took his mask. Remember that one? Everybody remember that one when Kevin Nash torpedoed that, that's like my, a dart against the wall? That's one of my yeah, favorite yeah. wrestling moments of all time. That's like everybody's wrestling moment of all time. He just literally just picked him up and just boom, like a dart. But, you know, taking his mask off, taking who went to Gehera's mask off, psychosis mask off, and this fascination, and, and it's always the same storyline. Oh, it's important. It's, it's part of the Mexican heritage. Well, then, if it's part of the heritage, why you keep doing it? You know, I still don't get it why they keep building up to this type of storylines where the mask always has to come off. We know what's going to happen. There is no way in possibly the world of anything Pentagon Jr. is going to lose that match and have his mask taken off. I mean, I, I don't see that happening 100% never. That will happen. So, but I you still know, don't understand the, the, the importance of the mask, of why they have, that's a sacred a uniform for the Mexican wrestlers. And they come to the States and they always want to take the mask off. I don't see, get it. That's, that's exactly like, that was my point when, I, I I seen it and heard it. I was like, wow, like, why the fuck they always got to mess with these people's culture? Because that's what it is. It's their culture. You know, like, I don't know, man. I just, and like you said, they've been doing this shit for so many years that if you're a fan, if, look, listen, if you're over fucking 28 years old, you've been seeing them do this shit for years. This is not something new. You know, and to sit there and disrespect somebody's entire fucking culture because their mask isn't just a piece of fucking leather or plastic or some shit. This is, this is them. This is what they believe in. Like that mask is Pentagon junior. You know what I mean? It's like, 
why you gotta fuck with it for it? It makes no sense. And it's even people go, oh well, it does it angry. No, it made me angry because it's fucking stupid. And this isn't something cool. You know what I mean? Like, so if fucking Pentagon Jr. decides to fucking sit there and burn an American flag, and you're gonna have people get pissed. But then you fucking with his culture too. You know what I mean? Like it's it's such a double-edged sword where you see people go, well, if it's pissing you off, it's doing his job. No, it's pissing me off because it's stupid. Like, it's not because this guy's got real heel heat, which Sammy Callahan is really good at fucking his job. I'll give him credit. But why do you guys... Right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I've never been a big Lucha guy. I didn't know about fucking Jeremiah Crane until like a few months ago when... Somebody was like, hey, chef, you know, I'm thinking about doing a fucking Lucha Underground podcast. Uh, do you want to jump on? And I was like, shit, let me catch up just in case you ask me to do this. So I watch. I'm like, all right, Jeremiah Crane is pretty cool. Sammy Callahan, which I don't like OVE. I was like, OK, I can see OVE needs them because they can't talk for shit. And they need him because he's a fucking, you know, beast on the mic. And he's fucking amazing. Like, he's just a bad motherfucker. And he's taking his. You know, he's taken a notch up since he's been an impact. But this whole shit makes me look at him and go, wow, this is the best you could do with Sammy Callahan is you take this guy's mask off. Like, why not just have him go at Pentagon Jr. Two beasts going at it. You know what I mean? I got a question for both of you guys. Did you guys see Pentagon Jr. losing the match to Callahan at anniversary? No. Okay. So, so let me ask you. So let me ask you another question because I it just popped into my head. What if they do a swerve where Pentagon Junior loses the match? He has to take his mask off and he has another mask under that. <laughs> or a that would be crazy. Or yeah, a paint. That, that, that'll be the only way that I see him losing that match if that happens yeah. with him taking the mask and he has another mask under that. That'll be the only you know, way that I see him losing that match. You know what the, the cool thing about Sammy Callahan is? Is if you notice all his feuds, Sammy Callahan gets his ass fucked up all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sammy Callahan, yeah, be, this guy don't be winning matches like that. He just gets the shit kicked out of him. You know what I mean? Like, and you love him. I don't know. Listen, he's a great loser. You know what I mean? Like, the more he gets his ass whooped, the more I become a fan of this guy. You know what I mean? Like, Eddie Edwards is, is literally killing this dude. And and you want, he's still, I, you want him to die, and he still lives. Yo, dude, and he's over as fuck. While the baby face is fucking him up, he's still the one over right now. The last time I saw a heel work like this good was Bully Ray and Impact like five years ago. Yeah. When, well, he, was with, when he was a heel. And he was like the number one heel, period, at that time. Because everything that he did, well, how he spoke, it was gold. Yeah, and That's how I see Callahan right now. Everything that he says, he does. He loses, he gets his ass kicked, but people love the dude. Yeah, but that's you know what, how you work. That's how you work. Yeah, I don't think there's a, a talent on the Impact roster as big as Pentagon Jr. is right now. No, there isn't. I just thought about like, it. There isn't. Like Pentagon Junior is holding gold in like every promotion right now, 
except for fucking Impact at the moment. And if you look, he's on MLW. He's on Lucha Underground. He's on Impact Wrestling. He's on Aralucha. This guy is just showcased all over the place, and he is dominating. Like, you got all these, these, I mean, white boys fucking Seattle Miedo all over the place. Yeah. All over the place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, and this is, and it's funny because a lot of people got upset because when that redemption shit was there, if you listen to that crowd, it was all for Lucha Underground. And when yeah. they even announced Austin Aries, which I'm going to take a lot of credit for because it was me and my homie Kaz, we told everybody around us, yo, when they say Austin Aries' name, let's start chanting Lucha. Yo, we got Austin Aries' butthurt, bro. Like, when he <laughs> made that shit, the Impact Zone became the Lucha Zone. <laughs> oh, boy. Let me, let me throw my, my two cents on it. So, as for Pentagon, I, I don't think it is a good idea to unmask him i think it would be a better idea first to explain what that mask means because there's you know there's kind of a mystique about that mask specifically right that that is why his slogan like zero miedo comes from because that was like a mask that was seen as curse i think that would be a better a better direction like saying hey this mask is curse. Curse. If you break this mask, you are the one getting the curse. So, yo, Robert, Robert, <laughs> I'm yeah. not trying to cut you off because I want you to go back to it, but I'm going to start tweeting this shit out all day. I'm just saying, like, that was one of the dopest things that someone said on the podcast, and it was from you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that could be a better, you know, better direction yeah, for. Like- for, it could happen. I mean, shit. That that's true. Yeah, the that's first, true. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, by the way, that that's something I guess my or the American audience might not, you know, get get that much. But the mask in Mexico, woof, that is sacred. That I, I think I I already told that on 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 another podcast but let's say let, let me give you my the best example El Santos right he would be the the equivalent of Hulk Hogan in Mexico right that dude no El Santo original the original yeah original Santos yeah that dude he never took his mask he was even banging chicks and stuff he never took the the mask off get the fuck out of here yeah yeah yeah. that is true wait 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 wait. you're telling me this guy was smashing bros with his mask Mask, on yes (laughs) all right that guy's like he's he's my hero now yeah (laughs) <laughs> that dude, when he, when he was, you know, diagnosed that he was not gonna, you know, live any longer. He's gonna, you know, he got his days counted, right? He went to live TV and then he, then he unmasked when he was like 80 something years old. But that is wow. how, mo- yeah, that's how much he respected the the mask didn't he get buried with, didn't he get buried with the mask on yeah I, if i'm not mista- mistaken yes that was the story yeah that's like they buried him with the mask on. Yeah. oh this dude was like 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 robert said this dude was the equivalent of hulk Hogan in mexico and and all the land america there's movies about this guy he's, he's a superhero yeah, yeah El Santos against the money, El Santo contra Dracula, El Santo contra <laughs> el, el, el Lobo. You know, like 
everything, and this dude is beating every mystical being beast out there. He beat Dracula, wow. he beat the werewolf, he beat the mummy. Dude, this dude had like a hundred something movies made, and they were all <laughs> classic. The, the 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 against the 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 the, the nuns, dude. It was just crazy <laughs> me growing up in the seventies watching El Santo movies. Yeah. Look him up, bro. Yeah. He's as big as Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, th- this dude the cult following. Yeah. So he respected the mask so 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 much that he waited until basically last second in his life to you know show his face. But outside of that, hell no. Oh hell no. Nobody knew who was under there. Yeah. Never. Yeah. So let me bring the other topic that we got to talk about today. So there is a civil war brewing inside the Latin American exchange LAX. So you got Conan accusing Kim of setting him up at redemption and Conan claimed that he will expose King because he was the one who best tagged him. What are your thoughts on this, Jorge? Oh, I love this storyline. I love it. I love Kingston. I love Conan, Santana, Ortiz, Diamante, whenever we see her. But I love the whole thing that they're doing. I hope that's not what happened with Kingston. That he's backstabbing Conan, but he did uh, bring the tag team belts back to LAX. You know, he did bring the money, the girls, everything back to LAX. So I- I'm kind of torn how they're going to work with this one here. You see, it's it's rough for me because. I'm a huge Conan yeah, guy. Like when all my friends were into Hulk Hogan and, you know, like whoever the fuck else, Buff Bagwell with the whole NWO thing. You know, I was a teenager watching this shit and Conan was my dude. You know what I mean? Like he represented the street. And I really, really dug that way WCW did him. And I remember when Conan had first came back to the Impact Zone, I walked in early, which I shouldn't have even said that, but I don't care. <laughs> and um, he was walking around. And I was like, oh, my God, it's like, you know, he's a legend to me. So I'm like, you know, but at this point, I'm like 37 years old. I got two kids, a wifey, and I'm looking at this dude. I'm like, yo, I got to holler at him. So I'm like, yo, Conan, big time fan, blah, blah, blah. He was like, oh, that's what's up, brother. I was like, man, I've been watching you since like fucking 90 something. He was like, oh, that's what's up. Conan two sweets me. Yo, I was like a fucking little kid in a candy shop again. I was like, yo, I can't believe I just two sweeted fucking Conan. Like, so I lose my shit. Right. And then. Kingston comes back, and I'm like, oh, that's my thunny right there. I fuck with Kingston. Like, Then the rumors come out that the guy that I like is now fucking with the guy that I like. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, ah, shit. Like, What do you do? You know what I mean? Because I fuck with Kingston, but this is a legend, so I'm kind of torn. Um, I don't really give a shit because they're, doing, they're telling a story so well. That regardless of the outcome, this shit has been awesome. You know what I mean? So if Kingston is 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 fucking with him and he, you know, he tried to take him out, you know what? I get it. You know, he's coming back to impact. He's trying to help the homies out. And like, you know, Jorge said, 
You know, for a while, LAX was on a losing streak. There was no money. There was no liquor. There was no, you know, I don't want to say cocaino, but, you know, there was none of, there was, there was none of that around. You know, and all of a sudden, Kingston comes back, and the bitches is there. All the, you know, paraphernalia is there. The championships come back. So it's like this story is they're building this shit up. And this is what I love about wrestling when they do it right. Because we do know wrestling. We know it's scripted. We know it's this. We know it's that. But when they tell a story so well, you forget that it's scripted. You know what I mean? You you invest in it because it makes you feel a certain way. And this is absolutely amazing. There you go. You hit the nail right on the head, what you just said right now. We, we it, it sucks us in. It drills us in, bro. Like you said, it's scripted, but when you see it, you believe it. And then us being Puerto Ricans, and they're doing the little signs, their handshakes, you know, Papa esto, que si esto, to live and die. And die. We know what they're talking about. We've been there. We've seen that growing up. So we, we can relate. We, we can relate to what they're talking about because we've all seen it. We grew up next to the bodegas. We've seen the horses going up and down with the hose and the money and the cars and the <laughs> drugs and everything. We've seen that. So we, Yo, dude, when we see that, we relate to them. I like, oh, yes, that's my boy right there. We, we know, know what they're talking about. And we get excited. It's funny, it's funny when excited. you said that because uh, when Kingston first put his feet on the table, the first time he was back there and he said, you smell me, that's a Harlem thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That that, orig- that originated on 135th in Harlem. You know, like, so when he said that, and I got goosebumps right now, because I used to fuck with a lot of Harlem cats back in the days. So when he said that, I was like, oh, shit. Like, and a lot of these other cats don't understand that lingo because they're not about that or they're not from that. So the way they speak, the way they come off their energy, it's what we know. You know what I mean? This is why I keep trying to tell people I love being uh, addicted to it. You know what I mean? Because what they're showing is what we know. They're a product of us and they're putting it on TV for everybody. It's it's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, yeah. Without any kind of censorship or anything like that, you know, one of the of the shows that Impact did, uh, the guys from LAX, they were singing like the Chambea Hala song. You know, I've been listening to that song for 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 years. That 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 track is the hottest, you know, the hottest song in the island. So obviously, that is well, a. A reference that someone who is from from the island or knows about you know the Latino culture is gonna yeah. get, and there's no like you know PC stuff because you know I I have heard you know people even on Twitter saying hey this might be a stereotype and blah who cares that is they are not sugar coating things that is how things truly are so there's no that that is why what I like the most about what LAX is doing and also the the breaking of the family into the the LAX family now is having problems just like any type of you know mafia or cartel or anything like that now there there's an, a two sheriff trying to to be the top dog uh, of the now of the just place. imagine yeah go now, ahead now just, just, just imagine if Loki was still here 
Oh man, please yeah. don't start me with that because that's Ooh. my dude, man. Because I remember, I still remember that from last year when he went up to uh, uh Johnny Impact in the ring. See, I'm a man, homeboy. I I thought right there, I thought he was gonna stab him. I thought <laughs> this dude's about to get hit. Jim Cornette, Dude, about it, to Jim Cornette is Robert's favorite right there. <laughs> Jim, Cornette, Jim Cornette, and I thought, oh my God, Loki's about to shank Johnny Impact on national TV. Yeah, I'm a man, homeboy. I'm like, oh Lord, Ooh, you, oh, you know, Lord. and that's and, and that's what I was telling somebody recently was, I'm a fan of Kingston. I love Kingston, and as much as I always tell people Eli Drake on a mic is amazing. Like he is, you can't take nothing from him. And I keep saying this. I don't give a shit who you put on a mic. If you give Eddie Kingston a mic, he's going to rape that person. Nobody could talk like Eddie Kingston. Yeah. He, he he's really good. Speaking of Eli Drake, before we get lost, I, I was reading Eli Drake is wrestling Alberto Patron at triple mania. So okay. yeah, that's the the like the secondary main event of that show. Well, so they're having Eli Drake going to Mexico. Yeah. Well, yeah. So now when when is the date for that for Triple Mania? August twenty five. Okay. Yeah. All right, so that be so. Yeah. Yeah. I, All right. There uh, you go. Yeah. The the, the last time they did a show, the show was. Okay, but they they had a lot of problems with the with the live stream. They're like streaming the shows on Twitch, and yes. the the show started like 30 minutes later. Then there was I think it was the Brian Cage match. The lights went down, so they they had to wrestle with half of the ring uh, lit. And the other, oh, wow. and yeah, and the other stuff like dark. So hopefully this time around they're they're able to get a good show. What are your closing thoughts on on this conversation? Go ahead, Jorge. Um, which one? Yeah, on everything that we talk about. The if there's a like a final word, word something that you might have forgotten to say. What there is, because we were talking about uh, Latinos and wrestling and stuff like that. And I remember earlier in the day, I had seen a young lady um, that goes by the name of Gabby Ortiz, um, that she's worked for the Monster Factory. Um, she actually made it to the second day of the WWE uh, tryouts. So that that's huge. I mean, I, I believe she's under 21 and she's been wrestling for under two years, but She's been in Ring of Honor already, Women's of Honor, and she did three months um, last year in stardom in Japan. So I'm looking forward to hopefully her getting in. I mean, she's a beautiful, beautiful young lady, and she's getting there. I mean, she's still a little green, but, you know, and with some hard work, she, she might get there sooner. So I, I'm excited for her. You know what? I love everything we talked about. I'm going to cut it really clean like that. But the only thing I'm going to leave it with, yo, Impact Wrestling, if you hear this, please sign Ivalice. You have a yeah. partnership with fucking Lucha Underground. Yes. You're Every, my mind. <laughs> Go ahead. Everybody, you know what's funny? Like, my man Karma has been telling me about Ivalice for, 
shit, I want to say three years. And now that you have this partnership, you don't even got a freaking signer. You do a paid by appearance. Feel her out. The crowd is going to eat her up. There's a beautiful woman who can go in the ring. Like, I don't give a shit who you put in front of her. I'm a Sue Young Mark, but she could go as Sue Young with no question. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, yes. I, I had that thought on, on my mind that now that we were speaking about female Latin talent, I think that is the the east the logical step. Now that you have a partnership with Lucha Underground, and you know that the Lucha talent is over at the Impact Zone. And on top of that, you know that Ivelis Velez is over already on the Impact Zone. So it is the, the She's east. She's a monster. She's a beast. Yeah, so it is a icy, icy dunk on that one. So I guess that's... Oh, yes. Please. Yeah. So I guess that is it for the podcast, right? Yes, sir. So... Si, senores. Yeah, so that's it. And make sure that you share this around with your friends, with your enemies, with whatever you want to share this with. <laughs> <laughs> so... Your enemies. Yeah, so this is it. As for me, Robert, Jorge, and Chef, we are signing out. Peace.